0: Thanks for checking out the Airborne Youth podcast. This week you'll be hearing a teaching from Ben Evenson.
1: So good. anyway, Ethan and I are going to talk about some stuff tonight. Yeah, and we're gonna we're gonna, like we're gonna like bring we're gonna bring something to hit each other with throughout the time. But I couldn't find one. I'm just gonna anyway. So we'll just punch each other back and forth. Tag your it. Anyway, so <laughs>
0: go. All right. All right. We are talking about what a relationship with God looks like tonight. I know. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Can we get excited? Let's act like that's a good thing because it is. There we go. Okay. So if you don't know, you can have a relationship with God. What? Say it again for the people in the back. You can have a relationship with God. Wow,
1: that's crazy.
0: That's Isn't crazy. That
1: crazy. That's like not. None of the other gods let you do that. It's true. <laughs> it's, it's kind of, tell a, them. It's kind tell of them. an
0: exclusive tell, club. Yeah. Hey, tell them about it. You tell them about it, Ben. Only
1: our G.O.D. does the whole B- BFF thing, you know? Yeah. Seriously, every other faith pursuit on planet Earth requires you achieving access to God and working for it. Do you understand this? You earning position with God. It's Only Christianity true. is a God who came to you. And made the way and opened the door for you to have actual access and actual relationship. Nuts.
0: Anyway. Guys, guess what? We're not perfect either. I am a friend of God. God.
1: Anyway. Uh, Sorry.
0: No, but guys, that's something that's so important Uh in a relationship with God is knowing that you're not perfect. Knowing Knowing that you can't do it. No matter what you strive towards, if you don't lean on God, I think think it's empty. Yeah. Yeah. I think there's nothing that you can do. If you don't lean on God, you can be, you can be fulfilled, fulfilled by many other things, but nothing will fill you up like God. It's and true. And a lot of people say, how do you know that? Test, Test it. Try. Try it. That's right. <laughs> it's no, one no one has come back to me yet and been like, you're wrong.
1: No way. Yeah. Sorry. No, like really yeah. give it a shot. Yeah. I'm yeah. serious. And that looks like faith. Okay? And this is like a big part of what we want to capture tonight is how many of you would agree that God is good? Yeah, put your, yeah, okay. Put your up. Fair enough. Right. So, but here becomes the challenge, right? Is that it's easy when life is really soaring and sailing and everything is going perfect.
0: Oh God's great.
1: Right. Like, you know, you got everything you wanted for Christmas. Yeah. Things are popping, you know, mm-hmm. the you girl you that. like is into you. Everything yeah. is like, wow. It's so easy yeah. to be like, wow, God is good. God is and good, going going to church. good. Here becomes the challenge. When life doesn't seem to be going exactly how you expect it would be and crap hits the fan and you look at your life and you're like, where is God and why did he change? Anybody ever had feelings like that ever? Like what the heck? See, here becomes, here lies the problem because guess what? On your best day, someone else is having a worse day. And God cannot be this one day and that another. So God is either good always or never. Does that make sense? Because you might be having one of those like, man, God is so good and faithful and everything is working out and this and that. And the person sitting next to you at school might be going through hell that week. And they're going, what is wrong? Why is God so stupid? And why isn't God good? And why is it if God was good, why wouldn't he this? Right? Like, so... God is not, like, schizophrenic and, like, going, like, oh, good, oh, good, Like, God's not freaked out, and he's not shifting and changing. So this becomes the great challenge of walking as a human being, is latching into a, an absolute actual belief, God is good, now, then, and forever. Yeah. Could. Like, actually, not like, I... F- Honest, I'm going to convince myself of it. it, yeah. but actually locking into a revelation and committed heart that says, no, he's the Lord of my life, not my feelings. Mm. Mm. Could, you
0: Could you imagine what it would be like if God treated us like we treat him? <laughs>
1: oh my gosh. I would only have one arm left. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just think, no, honestly, we would all been in
0: such a bad place. Right. Because sometimes so. when, when crap hits the fan, we're like, oh. Well, God can wait for a second because he made the universe and made me. A, he can't handle my situation right now. <laughs> what? Like, are you kidding me? We are, so we are so quick to just say, God, get behind. I got to take this on. I got to take on the world by myself. Guys, you will never beat the world at its own game. <laughs> you will not beat the world at its own game. By yourself. <laughs> by yourself. No, but when God steps in, I can. It's guarantee. It's one of those... It it is a guarantee, as seen on TV commercial, they 100% guarantee it will not fail. It's a win-win. It's a a win-win.
1: It is. Even when it doesn't look like a win, it's a win. Like I was reminded today, as I was thinking through all this stuff, of the story of Peter when he got thrown in jail and Paul and Silas. There was a number of the dudes of the Bible that got thrown in jail. And if their faith and trust in God's goodness was based on their circumstances, I think they would have had about four days of their life that God was good because these guys went through... (laughs) Like, they were beaten, stoned, thrown in jail, shipwrecked, abandoned on desert islands, um, beaten again, imprisoned again, attempted to be crucified, beaten again, stoned again again with rocks, and they barely, Mm -hmm. like, these guys, if God was not good, they would have been an absolute mess. But you get these guys like Peter's in prison, and he's worshiping God. You get Paul and Silas, they're in prison, locked up in the things, and they're like, because you are good. Good. <laughs> oh, oh, cause get this. They had such a victory mindset in their relationship with God that they said, guess what? This is good good, 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 good. And God said, I agree. And an earthquake shook the jail, broke the doors open and their shackles fell off and they walked out. Sometimes you've got to claim the good day before you see it happen. Yeah. yeah. Because God is already ahead of you on the path and he is good. Mm-hmm. So if you're stuck in the middle of something whining about it does not declare your victory it keeps you in prison. Right. Guys, you have
0: you have the power to kick on, everything then. that's wrong out of your life. Kick it. I think a huge thing in relationship with God, one thing, mm-hmm. is commitment. But another thing, Ben, you've, you've been married for how many years?
1: Fifteen years. And Fifteen
0: years. And a half. And a half. Marcy's over there. Yeah, she's over there. Look at her. She's awesome.
1: Aw. Yeah. Everybody say, aw. Aww. Look at that. Aw. She married me anyway. I mean, if you were at the <laughs> beach trip a few years ago, there's a story. Anyway, so there was a lot of things that she really, were you there? Oh, yeah, Whitney remembers those campfire stories at the beach trip. (laughs) There was a lot of reasons she could have walked away, but something in her was crazy enough to say, okay. Anyway, I'm glad you did. Anyway, we're moving on. We're moving on, Tag, I'm in. Okay.
0: No, but one of the big things, tell me if I'm right, but one of the big things in a relationship is communication.
1: Yeah. We're still learning that, right, honey? But it's growing. Do you know what I'm saying? We're still getting better at that. Yeah, but it's key. But,
0: but I think one of the big things that when some days we go by and they, I hear a lot of people say, well, this day was so crazy. I just I, I didn't get to my God time. Huh? It's a real deal. Sometimes, sometimes days are crazy. But I guarantee if you wake up and you say, God, I'm putting you first before I enter the world today. Watch what changes in your life. Watch what changes in your life. If you wake up, put God first. Oh, boy. What does that look like? What does that look like when you talk to God throughout the day? Say, God, I'm struggling. I think that's the other thing in a relationship is you can know when you've done something wrong, and you can put <laughs> no. your hand up and say, I struggle with this. When you're struggling with things, the worst thing that you can do is go, I'm just going to tell one person, and they'll understandable, we'll soak in it, and, and then we can just talk about how bad it is. Yeah, and commiserate. But if you stand up in front of people and say, I've struggled with. What I look like with my appearance, with what I say to other people. Mm-hmm. Freedom. Freedom. Chains don't belong on you. <laughs> Somebody say, chains don't belong on me. They don't. They don't. don't. What, what does that mean? mean? Guys, if, say it like you mean it, Trent. Do chains belong on you? No, they do not. That's Guys, right. He's, dude, but amen. Seriously, if we can wake up every morning and say, chains don't belong on me. What does the devil have that day? He's lost plan one. <laughs> you say it again. That's plan two. <laughs> Plan three, gone. Guys, wake up and verbalize. If you, when I was a little kid, my mom would always tell me, if you get scared, say his name. Say Jesus. Jesus. We had a really creepy basement. I'd be walking downstairs, and I'd be like, oh, my goodness. I'm just trying to get this, like, M&M ice cream cone out of the freezer. And I'm, like, walking down. I'm, like, scared. I like, something behind me. And I go, Jesus. The light turned on one time. Explain it, Craig. Exactly. That's crazy. Seriously, guys, if you verbalize, your words have power. Your words have power. When you speak life, it has power. There was this experiment where they had two seeds. This is true. I forget to what, uh, what plant. Some plants, it? I don't know. Some plant. Doesn't matter. And they said to the one, you're going to grow. They started lifting it up. They said positive things to it. the other one. They started and cursing it out. They just started, to, yeah. you're terrible. You'll never grow. They planted that seed. It didn't grow. It's true. The same two seeds, watered did the same, took care of it the same. But the the seed that they spoke life to grew. If you speak life over yourself, watch your growth. And the people around you. The power of
1: life and death is in the tongue. It's in the Bible. The power of life and death is in the tongue. How many of you know that's real? How many of you have felt it? You know what a word can do to you. Are you kidding me? You know what a word can do to you. And you know what a word can do to you. Like it's just that like you're worthless. You're this. I am. You know, like you know, and there's a certain part of maturing in your relationship with Christ where you begin to recognize who he says you are, and those lies go like, Oh, you've got to be kidding me, you know? Mm. And I think you you can and you will, and you are all of you are growing in this reality where you're gonna have awful stuff said about you. I guarantee it. Does that make like but if you give power to it, mmm? and agree with it, that's where it gets grip in your life and causes and creates death. But here's the deal. If you understand the power of that in God and what he's put in you, the breath of God that gave Adam life is in your lungs, and when you speak, you create worlds and realities and things in spiritual realms and the physical realm. It's why we pray out loud. It's why we say, in Jesus' name, be healed. It's why Jesus said, get up. He could have just looked at the guy and been like, yeah, force is strong with you like, <laughs> you know, like nobody spoke like God said, let there be light and boom <gasps> and atoms and molecules and things aligned with the word of God when he spoke. And that's a reality that carries in the people of God now and in relationship with God, you carry the spirit of God that speaks through you and literally the vibrations of your voice create things. Physical seen and unseen realities are created. And that's what a plant will respond to that. You can curse out a plant every day and kill it. Never touch it. Water it the same as another plant and treat it in every other way. And one you can speak life to and one you can speak death to. And it's effective. That's crazy, guys. That's crazy. But guess what? God only speaks life over you. The God of creation only speaks life over you. But there's another one who wants relationship with you who only speaks death over you. And whoever you hang with the most is going to have the most authority voice in your life. It's just true. The friends you hang out with the most have the most influence on you. You hang out with them a lot. You're probably borrowing their clothes. And you talk like them. And you'll braid your hair like them. And you'll do makeup the same. And you'll, these things, oh yeah, right? Right, guys? No, I'm kidding. Tyler. Right? No. <laughs> you braid your hair. No, I'm kidding. But you will. You'll do the things that they do. You'll like the things that they like. The more you spend time with someone, you acclimate to a culture. Does that make sense? And the same can be true. You have absolute option who you enter relationship with. And the devil would love to toy with you the rest of your life and make you think you have what what's real in relationship, but it's called slavery when you partake with the devil. It really is. He's like, come on, I'll take you in. It's like, that's how most young girls get into sex trafficking. They get brought in by this friendly word and this friendly behavior and this and they're in slavery from that point forward. That's how the devil does it. He entices you in with kindness and things that you want and things that you desire and then he delivers death. Absolutely all the time guaranteed. Yeah. Yeah. That's, okay, crazy. Of, that's
0: crazy. That's crazy. Second of all, that's what we're supposed to walk in.
1: That's what we're meant to reality. in. The reality in. That's amazing. understanding what this looks like, and it's a partnership with God, the creator of the universe who invited you in to a place of walking. It's not this, like, religious system and a list of you shouldn't. God has very few to don'ts on his list. Do you understand that? Like the Old Testament is full of these do not, do not, thou shalt not, thou shalt not. Do you understand that Jesus came as a fulfillment of the law? And not that those laws do not any longer apply, because certainly do not kill, do not lie, do not steal, are applicable realities. The commands of the New Testament that Jesus brought forth were love the Lord your God and love your neighbor as yourself. There's not a don't anywhere in that. There is an absolute yes in the word of God and the invitation to relationship. It isn't, if you want to be with me, you better not. It's, if you want to be with me, like, if you want relationship with me, it's love and love. That's what this looks like. And if you've ever been taught a different gospel, a different reality, a different truth of the simplicity of what God's invited you into, it's man-made, it's religious, it's legalism. Now, what comes with a reality of walking in love with God and love toward others is a radical difference in your life and behavior happens. There are things that are detestable to those that love the Lord and love other people. The things that everybody would say, well, don't, 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 don't. That's not what God's interested in. He's interested in knowing you and revealing himself to you. And when you know him... The things that the flesh wants and the thin- things that the world wants are bleh, like it literally isn't desirable anymore. That's what a relationship with God leads you into is a place of not don't but do, and you get so wrapped up in the love of God that all the other crap is it's garbage, yeah. it's rubbish. As the rubbish is that improper, David? Can I say rubbish. that rubbish? rubbish. Is that a foul word? No, it's okay. Rubbish. There's some that are. Yeah. That's, I fr- okay. Let's not, let's not. Rubbish. Yep. It's rubbish. rubbish. It's rubbish. It's rubbish. Anyway, rubbish. add on. Punch. But, punch. All
0: right, All right but how, how many of you guys like are like me, where if, like, somebody hates you, you're like, I want them to like me. <laughs> I got to show them why, like, I'm, I'm yeah. yeah. Like, if someone hates you, you're like, the, guy, the guys, First John three thirteen says, <laughs> this is so crazy. My friends, don't be surprised if the world hates you. Yet we we look at the world and we say, like me, like me, like me, look at me. (laughs) But the Bible says don't be surprised if it doesn't, because that's why you live in the world and you're not of it. Because the world can't love you back. It will never love you like God does. It will never show you and break chains like God does. I guarantee it. Mm -hmm. And the thing that's huge about that (laughs) is judgment. I what? think in relationship with God. Judgment. God judges us based off love. He made us to be perfect. Mm-hmm. He judges us off that. The world, the world looks at us and says, wrong, wrong, wrong. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the, other the other thing with that, in relationship, relationship may I ask you a question?
1: Maybe. Go
0: ahead. <laughs> no, but <laughs> how many times have how arguments, do they, do they happen?
1: With who? With God. Do I argue with God? Oh, yes. I love to argue.
0: Guys, that's what I'm saying. Like, it is good to be. I do. If you are engaged about talking to God and you say, God, why is this? Why is this? Why is this? God wants nothing more but to talk to you like that. Seriously. God wants nothing more but to have a continuous conversation. The one thing he hates, sometimes he w- sometimes you will sit with Jesus in silence and God with silence. But he never wants to stop talking to you and he never will. Yeah. And if you think God's gone silent, you may want to retune your ears mm-hmm. because he doesn't go silent. He does not go silent. He's constantly speaking and showing and pushing you to be better. It's literally like I got this weird analogy in my head, but I'm going to say it. I wonder if it's, it's the, the dad way. at the baseball game. The dad at
1: the baseball game. Yes. I
0: don't, I don't know. I, how many people played, like, T-ball or something as a kid? I was really bad. All right. I was his coach. Yeah. All, right, so All right. So what? when Tyler went up to bat, what was going through
1: your head? Oh, good Lord, let him hit it. <laughs> he was four. <laughs> it was cute. It wasn't skilled, but it was cute. <laughs> anyway.
0: Yeah, but what I'm showing is Keep your fire. eye on the
1: ball. No. <laughs> anyway.
0: Quitter. No, but it, what I'm saying is it was encouragement through your head. Yes, it times. was. It
1: was like you're amazing. Hit the ball. Hit the <laughs> no, ball. I'm just but, guys, but guys, sometimes I'm not going <laughs> to
0: God. It's okay to fail, but God at the same time so wants to see you succeed. And one thing that's been on my heart that bothers me is when people say, God is tempting me. That's wrong. That's wrong. God does not tempt. Someone says, I'm struggling with pornography. God's tempting me. No, God would not put that in your life. God does not mean you for that, so he would not put it there. Guys, I'm sorry to tell you, but the devil has power. But it is nothing compared to what God does what God
1: can do. It has no space. (laughs) (laughs) It only has as much power as you agree with it. God gave the authority to the people of God. Jesus said all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me and I give it to you. So the authority is yours, the power is yours, and the devil only gets as much authority as you agree with.
0: If you walk in depression, you're going to be depressed. If you walk in freedom, you're going to be free. That's not it's too it's easy to say.
1: It's the simple gospel. Right. But it's truth. And I was going to say, like, when I argue with God, he loves to see me succeed so much that he lets me believe that I came up with the answer. <laughs> I truly believe this. The whole conversation is like, God, I think this, this, this. And then somewhere in the conversation, I'm like, oh, but this is what. The, okay, God, I figured it out. Thanks for hanging. You know, and he lets me have the win. Yeah. Because he's that kind of, he's like, he so wants me to have the victory in this thing that he will give me the answer and let me take the credit for it. You know, and all the more that I figure that out, I just go like, God, you're so good. And I give him the glory back. It just becomes this great reality that walking with God looks like your friendships with people. It looks like the ability to depend on people. And if you're one of these people that has a new friend every, like, three months because someone hurt you and you abandoned them, you're not practicing well for marriage. Say it again. If you drop a friend and move on to another every time you get hurt, you're not practicing well for marriage. Uh,
0: friendship to, die to
1: grow. Friendship looks like walking through and working through hurt. Marriage looks like walking through and working through hurt. The closer you get to somebody, the more vulnerable you are, the more likely and susceptible you are to hurt. You're going to be hurt by the people who love you the most, not because they hate you, but because they make mistakes. And your ability to latch on and say, No, I'm covenanted to do you as a friend and I'm not letting this go. I'm forgiving, I'm walking this out, and I'm moving forward trains you to be married well someday. Our culture has been well trained to keep a spouse until it's inconvenient. Until they mess they up Until they hurt you and break the contract and well, good thing we got a prenuptial agreement because I figured this would happen anyway. So what so s- I get the car. What a stupid way to approach relationship.
0: If relationship. I know, I'm sorry, I'm not married. But if you go into a relationship, you just thinking be. logically, if you, if you go into a relationship, putting the prenuptial agreement or something like that, exp- like putting the idea of you're going to fail, you will fail. <laughs> like, if you like if you go into a pra- basketball practice, you say, I'm going to miss every shot, <laughs> but don't worry. Right. I'm going to, like, I have a backup plan with a mini basketball hoop where I can dunk it every time yes. and make it. That's not success. You're never going to get the full reward. Sorry.
1: Right. And God wants you to walk this thing out and figure out what this looks like. And guess what? You've hurt God. And he hasn't left and he hasn't backed out on your contract. He hasn't said, well, you failed. He says, let's go. He forgave you at the cross so you can move forward and not live there. in, oh, I'm lonely and no one loves me and God can't receive me. He received you before you screwed up. What if we did friendship like that? What if we just said, "You know what? You're going to be my best friend for the rest of my life and you can't hurt me enough." I'm not telling you to subject yourself to abusive people. Okay? This is a different reality. Okay? But your friends are going to do things that'll hurt that'll hurt you, and your ability to walk through it, work it out will make you really skilled in marriage. Married people, can we testify? Yeah. David, I have not ever heard of a marriage that's not had hurt and conflict hit it, so if that's the breaking of relationship is hurt and injury and offense, marriage is doomed as a concept forever, and I don 't think any human being on planet Earth desires to be married for three months to one person and eight months to the next and three years to the next and five to the next and a week to the next and i don't nobody plans out the rest of their life going my fourth husband is going to be the best one whoa but we practice our entire life and the way we relate with people on that basis that wow my first three best friends were losers but this one is awesome this is going to be the one how many of you want to be the fourth best friend to that person are you, like think bigger than the immediate sense that you have. As we were talking about this over lunch today, I said, "How many of you feel really warm right now in the room? Up here, it's like really hot, I'm, and I'm wearing a jacket. Anybody cold in here, Lynn? Yeah. <laughs> Anyone cold in here, Lynn? What's truth? Is my feeling or Lynn's feeling more valid right now? Does either of our feelings determine the truth of the room?" No, guess what? Feelings are really good friends and really terrible masters. They're, they're good to indicate things. Like, guess what? I'm hot. I should take my coat off. Good call. Okay? I shouldn't necessarily, like, I don't know what the alternative would be like. I shouldn't be like, oh, my gosh, it's hot. Turn on the air conditioning. Lynn's like, don't you dare. You pour See, your water that's on exactly the words. Like, that's foolishness because... My feelings give me a certain sensation of what's going on, but they do not determine reality. Yet we've learned in our world, in our system, in our culture, in our friendships, in our relationships with people and with God that the temperature decides the reality. And that's this determination. Is God good, and are you willing to trust Him with your life? Like, actually trust Him Not just when things go well, but when it's all terrible, you say, God, you're good, and you promised. And you hold him to it. Not with an attitude and not begrudgingly, like, I'm not moving until you make me happy. No, you say, no, God, I'm in prison and I'm worshiping because I can't wait to see what you're about to do with this. What if Paul writes stuff like we rejoice in our sufferings? How many of you rejoiced in your last suffering? Right? Like you get pulled over, speeding. Mm
0: -hmm. Yes! (laughs) Thank you, God. I'm not saying
1: that that's a legitimate suffering. That's just stupid. Slow down. Um, (laughs) Right? Yeah. You got something? Go.
0: Um, He was just talking about temperature. Mm, we, We as a society are told to be a thermometer in the room when we can be a thermostat.
1: What? How many of you even know the difference? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you, <laughs> got a thermometer a is in
0: the room. A thermometer is in the room. And it goes, it's warm in here. It
1: just tells you what it is. A thermostat sets the temperature. Right, That's the thing on the wall that goes, nope, it needs to be warmer. It that's needs good. to be colder.
0: That, that, like, Fire we, of n- God. There's just something that's so important about all of you guys realizing that you have the power to do that. And the only person that's going to stop you from doing that is yourself. That's That's
1: crazy. Them. Do you get where we're going with this, guys? This is like, look at God like it's life. And if you want to be really good at your friendships, if you want to be really good at marriage, figure out how to relate with God and be with Him. Take Him with you every day. It's not just pull your Bible out when you wake up in the morning, say a prayer, and go do your thing. It's like, God, let's go. Like, how many of you just want to, like, text your friend in the morning, text your friend at night, and call it a best friendship. It can't be. It's like, hey, good morning. Good morning. Hey, good night. good night. We are good so night. besties. We know everything about each other. Yeah. We do it with God all the time. Good morning. Good morning. Good Three times a day. Thank you for breakfast. Thank you for Thank lunch. You for Thank you for dinner. Good night. Quesadilla. And we call that, yeah, I have a relationship with God, bull crap. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I said that, didn't I? It's on video. Hi. Anyway. Hi, Mom. Hi, Mom mom. That's bull. That's like, are you kidding me? That's not a relationship with God if you don't take him with you. He's your bestie forever and he actually won't hurt you. That's the crazy part. In the middle of hurt, he's there. It's crazy. Jesus was like asleep on the pillow when the disciples thought they were going to die. Remember that whole story? The disciples are like in a boat. They're fishermen. They're used to boats and storms. Jesus is chilling. They're like, we're going to die! Jesus is like, what, what's going on? Like, they're on. Yeah, he's out. He's out cold, and he stands he's up. He's don't. like, peace, be still. <laughs> do you like, like, what? And he goes, you of little faith. He rebuked him. He's like, you idiots. Did you not? This was like an hour after they fed 5,000 people with a l- five loaves of bread and two fish. And they still And they're reacted. like, Jesus, we're going to die. We're gonna. It's like, do you, are you kidding me? We just fed 5,000 people. But it's real easy to laugh at their situation, but then it's not so hard to go to a retreat and get absolutely blown out by the presence of God to change your life forever and a week later be like, God, I'm dying. Oh, where are you? He's there. And guess what? Every trial that you walk through is an opportunity and an invitation to growth in Him and strength in Him. He's making you wicked powerful. He is making you strong. I'm not saying God gave you the trial, but he's taking every trial and going, oh, we're going to build some muscle on this one. And he walks in, and if, if he took you out of every trial instantly when it came, if he just was like, whoop, you'd be what they call atrophied. What's that? means when people have a surgery and they're, like, in bed for, like, three, four months after a surgery, they have to go through physical therapy to learn how to walk again because their muscles don't work. They've atrophied. They've actually depleted because they're not used. If your faith muscles never get exercised, you'll atrophy and fall out.
0: You don't go to the gym and max out.
1: That's right. The first time. You don't. I mean, you could, but it just might be pathetic. You could.
0: <laughs> yeah. 45 <laughs> pounds! Anyway. <laughs> But But if you try to go into the gym and lift the biggest weight, you're going to hurt yourself. Oh, yeah,
1: you will. But build muscle. Now, here's the verse that I think I want to leave us with, and then I'll let you add something on here. Is that Jesus was talking to the, I think it was the Pharisees, he says, You as human men know how to give good gifts to your children. Right? How many of you know how to give good gifts to people? Yeah, generally, you're like, you're not going to, like, give somebody poisoned donuts if you're their friend. Like that's it. a bad gift right you know if your friend loves donuts you get them the best kind of donut the one that they love when you want them to feel really special right crispy it's like cream glazed crispy cream fresh off the thing hot oh and ready goodness, hot and ready anyway do you get this it says that jesus said to this you as people as humans know how to give good gifts to your children does not the your father in heaven know even more how to give good gifts to his children I believe with all my heart that God has literally the floodgates of heaven. The windows of heaven are bulging over your life right now. Right now. And he is waiting with anticipation to pour out the blessings of heaven upon your life. But what he doesn't want to do is kill you. Yep. And I guarantee you, if God were to pour out the entire fullness of heaven upon your life right now, you would would die. die on the spot. And so would I. You would die. God is walking you with you in a process to strengthen you to carry a greater anointing and a greater blessing from heaven when it comes. And he's a good enough father to not give car keys to a three-year-old. If you're not mature, if you're not growing, if you're not building relationship and faith muscles and trusting God when, oh my goodness, my, I don't know, my favorite shirt got ruined in the dryer. Your sweater oh my gosh, like, what am I going to do? Like, your whole life falls, God, where are you? Like, if that's your biggest trial and you're going to fall apart under it, you're not ready for the fullness of heaven to be unloaded on your life. Amen. I'm just saying, if your faith is shaken by those things, then he wants to build your strength and your faith so you can carry the anointing that he wants to pour out on you. I want to give Tyler a very fast and powerful vehicle someday. I will not do that right now. Good call. Do you, do you, why is it because I hate him? It's because, no, first of all, it's illegal. And second of all, a 13-year-old does not need a high-power race car. Like, but I would love for him to drive a Formula One race car someday. Not right now. And if I was going to start him on Formula One racing, I'd get him a go-kart now. And I'd work him up to it in small increments according to his ability. And God is that good a father that he's not going to give you more than you can handle. Good or bad, he will not give you more than you can handle because he wants you to win. That's what relationship with God looks like, is trusting in the goodness of God to not kill you in the process. He won't. You can ditch out on him and kill yourself in the process by process. And I don't mean suicide, don't go out there, not preaching on that tonight, but seriously, no, God wants God wants you to succeed and he will not walk you into death. It might feel like it at moments. But what he's saying is flex. Hold. I'm right here and I'm sending an earthquake to break you out. He did it.
0: What? If you're never there, you never experience the earth. Right. And you say, Go, God
1: wasn't there. You yeah. Wait. How many of you want to see miracles? Wow. You just invited challenges to your world in a good way. Because guess what? Miracles aren't required when trials and challenges don't exist. It's like, wow, I want to see people get up out of wheelchairs. Well, guess what? Someone's got to be paralyzed for that to happen. Do you understand that there's a goodness of God that exists in all this that's like, what? Are you kidding me? I want to see people raised from the dead. they got to die first. So if you want to see miracles, you're saying, God, show me challenges that I can believe through and see you come through and send the earthquake when it's impossible. That's relationship with God going like, I don't care what my circumstances look like. I know you're good and you're on the other side, so I'm going to find you. That's like an adventure Adventure every day. I didn't wear this on purpose. Anyway, adventure every day. See opportunity in every challenge you face. If your family's falling apart and things are wrong and this and that, say, God, what are you doing? In the positive, God, I'm looking for you. Treasure hunt. That sounds like a fun life. Not like, oh, God, you hate me and I'm just here alone and miserable and I'm just going to die here. Like, yeah, I want to be you. And I'm telling you guys, God is bringing new people to this region, to our church, into the kingdom. It's not about airborne. It's not about this. But guess what? New faces are coming here, and they're discovering what God does in their lives, and they're recognizing it. Y'all that have been here a while better be growing so they know what it looks like to grow with God. I'm telling you, you just show up here in neutral week after week after week going, I just hope the girl I like is there because I can flirt with them. Guess what? You're not man enough for that girl to want to marry. Ooh. If all you come to church for is to see her, you're not a lion. Wrong. You're not a man worth marrying. You're a boy. And girls, the same deal. If you just come here hoping he notices you, what is your life Say about? It. You're not woman enough to be married to. I'm telling you, grow. It's called expanding and growing and getting bigger. It's what all of you want for your life. And I've covered this recently. A couple months ago, we talked about this. Every coach on planet Earth will push you beyond your limits because they see the greatness in you and they want you to achieve it. And you'll submit to a coach any day on the soccer field, but a pastor tells you to do something, and you're like, don't control no. me. No. Don't tell me what to do. Or God. Even if it's not me. What if God tells you to do something, and you're like, Psh, I don't want to be controlled. But you'll go to you go to soccer and run 18 miles for the coach because he wants to make you better, and you're like, yeah, I have to. It's part of the team. You're part of the kingdom of God, so walk in the Father's ways and his commands. It's just practical. And grow. And trust him. Trust him. He will not let you down. Finish with something. Do you got something? Whoa. Or do you
0: just want to pray? That was just super good. Can you say something for like a minute so I can think? Of I have something brewing. Something brewing. I have something brewing. I have something brewing. We have got to wrap up probably. Okay. okay. Remember that thing we were talking about in the office? No. The argument that we normally use. The t- the, the argument. The eternity. Yo sheets or wawa. Sheets no. or wawa. No, we're not going I there tonight. Josh isn't. Something Josh something. isn't here. Oh, they said sheets to humiliate. Okay. Yikes. No, but the thing we were talking about. Um, where, where a lot of people. I think one of the things I struggle with with a relationship in, in God and especially for me was it was what am I here for destiny like what am I meant to do and the biggest thing for me was just knowing that I have nothing to worry about because if I if someone's wrong if someone's trying to tell me like uh, someone who's very skeptical of God and Christianity they come up to me and they say well you're going to waste your whole life I go yeah but I'm not going to waste my eternity. Think about it. You can say, oh, you're going to waste your life. My eternity is there, and that's what I reside in. That is what I sit in. That is what I work for. The treasures in heaven, what do, what do they compare to here? <laughs> that's what a relationship with God is for, going through this and just staying faithful and going, God, I trust you. I know you're there, and I know you're going to show up every chance.
1: That's where testimonies come from. I I believed when it seemed impossible and God came through on my behalf. That's a testimony, one little one or your whole flipping life. I was raised in the worst circumstances ever, this and that, or you can, like, whatever your story is, is your testimony either done or in process or both. Wherever your story is, nobody's exempt from the goodness of God, regardless of your upbringing, your experience, or what you've encountered. It's all opportunity for God to come through and blow your mind and glorify himself in it. Simple enough? So stand up. We're going to pray. Get you out of here. Ah, Come on. So come on. Next week, be stronger than you are tonight. Yeah. And this isn't a huge human effort thing. It's simply going like, God, I don't see it. I trust you. Mm. It is that simple. That is the entire gospel. Is when we say you get saved and give your life to Jesus, that means you make him Lord of your life. Lord of your life. If anything else has higher control of your day to day than God does, then that's the Lord of your life. It's an idol. It is, the, the Lord of your life is where you put your attention and affection. So if you're going to claim Jesus as the Lord of your life, give him your attention and your affection and your trust. If you're going to trust in your clothes, if you're going to trust in your friends, if you're going to trust in your reputation or your achievements on the basketball court, happy day. That's the Lord of your life. Don't say Jesus is if he's not. If you say Jesus is, press toward him and move toward him. That's the walk of the Christian faith. That's the walk of eternity. And we challenge you toward it. We're here to encourage you along the way. We're never going to make you feel like, well, you failure, you're a loser. No, we're calling you like, come on. We see the hope in every single one of you. There's more. Every single one of you. And you guys are all over it different. Like some of you are like blazing on fire for God right now. And you're growing and you're building in that. Some of you have had seasons and you have plateaus and valleys and moments where it's like, oh, you know, guess what? Nobody's lost. Nobody's missed it. Nobody's gone so far off that they can. It's like step in right now it's now today tomorrow go come on forget the past that's what jesus died for move forward in him in faith and trust that he is who he says he is that's it that's the whole gospel fair enough put your hands up
0: ethan bless him god thank you so much for everyone here everyone repeat after me say god thank you Thank you that there is no sin. I can't go too far. I can't go anywhere that you can't find me. God, thank you that I can always find you. I'm just going to pray by myself. God, I just pray for those right now who feel like they've gone too far, for those who just feel like they don't know where to go, where they just have been going so far and just feel like they can't reach you. God, I just pray for salvation, God, and I pray that you would just step into their lives and show them. And God, for those who are on fire just more and more over their lives, God, and I just pray for destiny to be fulfilled over every single person in this room, God. God, that is never too early to start and it's never too late to go. God, thank you for all the destinies and the meaningful lives in this room. Everybody in this room is meaningful, and I declare it in Jesus' name. (laughs) That the plans of the devil have no power when I say the name of Jesus. (laughs) That the plans of the enemy will shake and fall when we say the name of Jesus together. So on three, I want everyone to say the name of Jesus like the devil doesn't control you and like you live under a God that is amazing. So, one, two, three.
1: Amen. Amen. Amen.
0: This podcast was recorded live at our Wednesday night youth meeting. To find out more, check us out on Facebook and Instagram by searching Airborne Youth.